Hey, I'm Kevin, the student pastor at Shore Church again. Thanks for listening to our message. We strive each week to bring you relevant, practical, biblical teaching that meets you where you are. To find out more about us or what's going on at the church, head on over to scog.com or download the app. Hope you enjoy the message. I'll be real clear. I'm coming back after the sabbatical is over. <clears throat> Missy said she like practiced this in front of Caitlin, her daughter, um, yesterday or so. And, and Caitlin's first thing, Pastor Jared is leaving. So if you misheard any of that, that said Pastor Jared was leaving, it's not the case. That, that is false news. Okay, uh, fake news, whatever. Uh, I will be back. So I'm taking six weeks um, next summer-ish time period, and that's when that'll be. So it's not even any time really soon, but that's when that will be uh, going on. So I will be back. I promise. Uh, all right. So um, looking forward to that. Thank you, church. Thank you, church. Thank you, church. It is my honor and privilege to um, be invited into your lives. And as we finish this this series called "It's um, <laughs> It's Just a Season, Don't Miss It, um, this week, this series came full on into my face. I did two funerals this week. Um, I usually do two funerals a year. I did two in this week. And it really, 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 really slams you in the forehead of life is in seasons. Because when you're trying to meet with a family or figure out what is the things that need to be said, what will bring comfort, what will speak to the hearts of the people who are grieving. You're really trying to figure out all those seasons and kind of grab something out of them so you can show love and, and mercy and care and grace into people's lives. Uh, first of all, as your pastor, it is a huge privilege to be asked to do these funerals. Um, just, just an honor, um, it's not something that's easy to do. Um, as you feel like, yeah, I wouldn't want to do a funeral. Okay, fair enough. Um, but it's also one of the most humbling and honoring things that I get to do. It's to partner with you as you go through the pain and the grief and, the, and the, all the stuff that goes along with that and to walk with you and say, we're, you're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And let's, let's find, f- figure out and celebrate this person in your life that you lost. Um, it is, it is just a, it's one of those things that you think of a pastor and you get to, in TV, you get to do the weddings and you get to do the funerals and they don't see all the rest of the stuff, but you see it as almost a comedic thing for weddings nowadays, but it is such an honor and a privilege to be a part of that. And so as we finish this series with, it's just a season, don't miss it. It really brings into the, the, the question that we're talking about today, which is what am I doing? What am I doing? We've asked the question, who is in charge? We've asked the question, who am I? But then to ask the question, what in the world am I doing is incredibly important. Because at the end of your life, you want to have something that, to show for it. You want to have something that says, that was, that was neat. That was fun. That was cool. Look what I did. And the scripture is very clear. This is what we're supposed to be doing with on our time here on earth. The scripture calls it bearing fruit. That's a funny way of talking about it. But that's, that the, Jesus uses this illustration because if you think about it, 
It's an agrarian society. Everybody's growing something, and everybody's associated with grapevines. And so if you look around at the pear trees, the apple trees, there would not be apple trees in the Middle East, but um, whatever kind of trees there were, I'm going to throw myself off with, with fruit knowledge. Uh, but, but really with, with, with grapes and, and the making of wine and how that all works, well, some vines are bearing a lot of fruit. Some vines are just need to be torn down and thrown in the trash. Some vines need a little more TLC. And if we look at our own lives, there's a lot of stuff like some of us are just, we've been in bad soil and we need to be grafted into something else. Some of us, our lives need to be uprooted and we, we take over there and now we're planting a good soil and all kinds of good things start to happen. Some of us, we need to prune off some of the junk in our lives that's sucking the joy, sucking the patience, sucking uh, our ability to be who we're supposed to be out of us. And this, uh, Jesus uses to talk about who we're supposed to be in John chapter 15. I'm going to jump around on these notes a little bit, uh, Kevin and Kevin, so... Good luck. It's Pastor Appreciation Day. I can do what I want. Uh, so, <laughs> John 15, verse 1. Jesus says, this is one of the I am statements that we talked about last week, right? I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So even, what's the promise of Jesus? Even if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you will be pruned. Now, as Americans, we do not like this sentence. If I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I should get a raise. If I'm doing what I'm doing, I should get more blessing. Jesus' promises, if you're doing everything right, Don, you're going to get cut back. So Bowen is convinced that I killed the bushes in the front yard. He refers to them now as the dead bushes. They're not dead, Bowen. I know I can't grow a dandelion, but they're not dead bushes. I trimmed them back because they were taking over the whole front of the house. I trimmed them back, and I, I did a search on the internet, which is probably not good enough, but it said if the month has an R in it, you can trim bushes. It was the from, that's, that's the thing. Am I totally wrong? Anybody? You're like, oh, Lord. But anyway, so maybe I have three dead bushes in my front yard, and I don't know. I'll find out in the spring. All right, so, but, but the deal is, these things are getting way too big, and I got these one, you know, this rose bush has one strand that's just crazy. It goes, Phew! it shoots out. And it's got beautiful flowers, but it's only one of them. So I'm pretty sure you're supposed to cut that back, keep on pruning it back, and eventually you'll get some pretty flowers. Am I on the right track? Okay, I got one vote of yes. But um, so we've got these, this pruning that needs to happen. And it looks like, oh, you just killed it. You just destroyed it. Except what's going to happen in the future is more fruit can be, bear, uh, can be born from that. Does this make sense? Are you following me? So the promise of Jesus is if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, guess what? You're going to get pruned. I don't like this promise of Jesus. Jesus, can I get a different one, please? Thank you. All right, so we're going to keep on going on. With every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that you will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. Right? You can't cut a branch off, throw it on the ground, and be like, well, why aren't there any lemons on it? It's a lemon branch. Because it's not connected to the tree anymore. Some of us, we truly go off and do our own thing all the time, and we wonder why our lives aren't bearing fruit. 
I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. By bearing this fruit, this is how we bring God glory. Whoa! Think about the responsibility, the weight of that moment. This is, what, this is Jesus giving our marching orders. Hey guys, this is what's going on. You are the fruit producers. This is Jesus talking. And whose responsibility is it to bear the fruit? I'm giving it to you. You stay in me. I'm the vine. I'm where the nutrients come from. I'm where all the good stuff come from. But you get to bear the fruit. Now this fits really beautifully in with our seasons. Because there are seasons of your life where you are the branches. And you've been working very hard to bear fruit and no fruit's coming. Well, guess what? You don't harvest fruit in wintertime. You don't harvest fruit in springtime. You don't harvest fruit in the summertime. You harvest fruit in fall. And for seasons of our lives, we're like, God, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing all these things. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Well, you're just not in the fruit-bearing season yet. There is a story. I lived a season of my life where I got to harvest someone else's fruit. It made me look really, really good. Right? Uh, as pastors, you see this, and if you develop people, if you're a teacher, if you, you see this all the time with coaches, right? You, you, you fire your old coach because he was an idiot and he, whatever. Well, then the next year, especially in college, next year, that same team wins everything. Well, who recruited all these guys? The last coach that you just fired, right? He, you're, this coach is, is, is getting the fruit of somebody else's hard work. Pastors, it kind of happens sometimes the same way. I replaced uh, three... I'll take a little bit of credit. I replaced three people. <laughs> I replaced three youth pastors at the last job I was at. And um, they had sown the seeds. They had poured into. And then when I got there, it was just this explosion of awesomeness. And, and the group was just these crazy amount of awesome people. And I had my role to play in it. I got to harvest in my season but I didn't have to do the springtime. I didn't have to do the summertime. I, I just got to, I'm picking berries. I'm picking berries and this is so much fun. That, that's what I got to do. So sometimes there's, there's seasons of your life where you're doing the hard work. You're doing a lot of weeding. You're doing a lot of planning. You're doing a lot of pruning. But there are other times when it feels like all I'm doing is just I'm picking berries. But guess what? It's just a season and it will change but don't miss it. So you've got to respect the season for what it is at that time. Is this a moment in which I get to just reap a harvest? Is this a moment in which I'm planning a lot? Is this a moment in which I'm pruning a lot? I'm going through a lot of pruning. Recognizing that this is just a moment. This is just a time. This is just, maybe it's a couple months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's a decade, but this is, this is the season in which this is what I'm focused in on. Because Jesus just takes us through these different seasons. There's going to be a time in which you're pruned. And it's not a negative thing when you're pruned. You're being pruned back so you can bear what? So you can be destroyed? No. So you can bear one berry? No. So you can be more fruitful. I know that doesn't sound fun. 
But there's a new season coming with more fruit attached. And all, all this is for our glory, uh, Father's glory. That's a beautiful thing to be a part of. It is a hard thing. I want to focus in on just bearing fruit, Jesus. I want to bear fr- on the easy part. I like fruit. Give me some grapes, some blackberries. All right? Go down to the market by Tischler's. I just only know the, the meat market, but there's one apparently that sells, sells vegetables. I, I hear there's a place that sells vegetables. Uh, Peter Ruby, right? They've got all kinds of blueberries and everything. Uh, Perry dropped off like a 10-pound box of blueberry, Michigan blueberries at my house. I don't know what you're supposed to do with 10 pounds of blueberries. Uh, everybody's like, oh, pick me, pick me. Uh, so but we're, we're just mowing down blueberries like the cookie monster. Uh, Lucy kind of looked like her with the blue face. But uh, we're just eating blueberries, eating blueberries, eating blueberries. Because it's this beautiful, bountiful thing. Now, if you go to Michigan now or in two months, are you going to find any blueberries? No. The potential's still there. But it's going to need pruned. It's going to be tended to. It's going to need a little love. Keep the birds away. And there's going to be a beautiful harvest again, just like in our own lives. As we move farther and farther away from agrarian society and we do not understand the, the rhythm of the world and the rhythm of how there's a planting season and there's a weeding season and there's a pruning season and then there's a harvesting season, we, we lose this in our lives because we all go to McDonald's. We all go to Walmart. And we're so mad when the guy is like trying to stock the shelves and he's coming this way. If you wait five minutes, there will be another widget on the shelf that you don't actually need. But if you just wait five minutes, it'll be here amazingly from China in like three days. But we can't wait that long, right? We move away from that. We lose this. And so that infects our spirituality as well in our relationship with God. Like, God, don't you know I needed that like yesterday? I needed my toy and my fries and my Big Mac. Without, you know, whatever. I needed that now. That's not the way it works. God's like, slow your roll. There's a season. What fruit is this supposed to look like? Galatians 5, 22 to 23. So if you're asking yourself, I don't know what this fruit's supposed to look like, Jared. What, what, what does that mean? What does that functionally look like in our lives? The more... I'm learning the more what I think the fruit of our lives should look like more. Actually, the more I do funerals, the more I think about it, the more I encapsulate lives and go, okay, this is what I want you to hear today about this person is this. In Galatians 5.22, the fruit that we're supposed to be producing is the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace and forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness. And against such things, there is no law. This is what we're supposed to be about. To know that, that these are being produced in our lives. That these things are, are the things that are supposed to be a bountiful harvest in our life. That these are the things that bring glory to God when we live lives of goodness and kindness and faithfulness and gentleness. What does that look like? So when someone is trying to encapsulate your story... Are these the things that come to their, their mind? Are stories of these come to your mind? Because we spend so much of our day, so much of our life chasing something else. I don't know when the last time you woke up and said, you know what? My goal for today is to be kind. My goal for today is to work on gentleness. My goal, and the, Lord help you if you did this. 
Lord, and you're driving on 55. Lord, help me with my patience. Don't pray that prayer unless you're ready for some traffic issues, okay? Uh, so, and we're all going to need it because apparently, if you read the newspaper, they're, they're just, everything on 55 and 80 are going to be messed up for the next five years. <laughs> the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Your life. Um, so anyway, um, the fruit of our life is gentleness and self-control. As we pray for those things. No, we think about our day. What's my to-do list? How am I going to make more money? How am I going to be successful? How am I going to do the boom, 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 boom? How am I going to make the sale? How am I going to get this product done? How am I going to get this, 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 these tangibles done? That's what dominates our day. Not, how am I going to bear fruit that lasts? Because all of these temporary things that we consume, my mind and your mind, they're all going to rust and be destroyed. They will all fade away. They all will all amount for nothing. You know what I've never done at a funeral? Talk about somebody's bank account. I may, fourth or fifth or sixth on the list of things to talk about, and they really, you know, they loved doing this and that, that toy, whatever that toy was. But it's not the first thing you think about. It's not the second. It's not the third. It's not the fourth. It's way down there. You don't talk about somebody's job might come up, but usually if you're going to talk about a job, you talk about the people at the job, the things that you sowed joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control into. Do you understand what I'm speaking into? Because when I ask the question, what in the world am I doing? It doesn't matter if you hate your job. It doesn't matter. Because the point is to bear fruit, not just make money, not just be quote unquote successful in life, but to sow fruit, to be gentle and to show other people how to be gentle, to show kindness and to help other people see how to be kind. And the Lord knows our, our world needs that. Like what happens in our Facebook world, in just your, your dumb Facebook world, I got a dumb Facebook world, you got a dumb Facebook world, here a dumb Facebook world, there a dumb Facebook world. If we are people who bring fruit of the Spirit into it, into these places that are so devoid of happiness and joy and peace and patience and kindness, because you get behind a keyboard, you become a keyboard warrior, I can say whatever I want. Who cares if I'm kind? No. We're Christians with a keyboard, we're Christians with a face, we're Christians in the line at Walmart, we're Christians in the line at Chicken and Spice. Some of you just got hungry. <laughs> but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Matthew 7, verse 16 Jesus says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Not by crosses you wear around your neck. Not by sayings you have on your wall. Not by the, anything that you can purchase. By your fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes? Or figs from thistles? No. By their fruit, you will recognize them. So the paradigm in which we start asking questions about our fruit, is this purchase going to lead to fruit? Is this purchase? Maybe you're struggling with a purchase. What kind of car am I supposed to get? Am I supposed to move into that house? It's going to stretch us this way. Is it going to enable you to produce fruit? 
Let's start, let's start actually making the, the purchases of our life. We start making the choices of our life. It's like, we're going to go through all kinds of purchases here at Christmas, right? Like, that's happening. I know Halloween hasn't happened, but there's already Christmas music playing. And so we've got to start already thinking through, and I'm trying to do this with my kids, the Christmas purchases. Is, is this going to do something that's just going to sit on their, the floor and I'm going to step on and break and be mad at? Or is this going to add value to our, all of our lives? Is this going to enable my child to bear fruit? Or is it going to take it away from them? That's a good paradigm to start thinking through these things. It might make them happy for a second, but they don't actually really want it. I have to say, you made Bowen extremely happy by giving us another uh, thing to Great Wolf Lodge. He asked about this morning, do you think it's going to be a Great Wolf Lodge gift certificate? (laughs) So um, know that you won big points with him. Uh, So there you go. Anyway, uh, a side note. What... So when you're choosing between jobs, like the real practicality of this, when you're making life choices, if you're choosing between jobs, you've got two job opportunities, what's going to help you live out a fruitful lifestyle? Yeah, one might give you more money. It might. But is that going to rip out any possibility you have of having love and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness? Is it going to make you mad and cranky and bitter? Because guess what? That's not the fruit of the spirit. That's chasing a dollar. Question you can ask yourself, what fruit am I producing now? And is it good? What fruit am I producing now? Is it a beautiful, delicious Rome apple that when you bite into it, the juices flow down your cheek? Or is it a poison apple that some wicked witch would make? What kind of fruit are you producing? Can you be honest enough for yourself to say, when I affect people's lives, when I walk into a room, when I speak into people, what what is the fruit that's coming? Is it gentleness, peace, and patience, and kindness, and love, and joy? Or is it bitterness, ugliness, Anger. And finally, does my schedule allow for the fruit to be produced? Does your schedule allow for your fruit to be produced? You can make, you can be involved in producing all kinds of fruit, but if you never have time to go harvest it and pick it, prune it and weed it, the fruit just kind of withers and dies on the vine. There's been a lot of opportunities in my life that I was like, I just don't have time to go invest in that person, invest in that conversation, invest in this or that. And I let opportunity of fruit just wither and die on the vine. And that's what really matters in life. Those are the stories that people are going to remember. Those are the things that are going to echo for eternity. Those are the things that are going to have eternal significance. Those are the things and the kind of fruit that brings glory to God. I know I have recalibration to do in my life. When I start thinking about what, what's really going to matter, am I bearing fruit in this season? Yeah, that's a good thing, and that's a good thing, and that's a good thing, and that's a good thing, but is any of it bearing love and joy and peace and patience and kindness? Well, sort of, kind of. 
I'm, I'm looking, um, you guys know that my addiction right now is coaching baseball. I talk about it all the time, right? I, I, but like I'm consumed with this idea of how do I make Bowen's swing absolutely perfect? It's just, just my thing. He doesn't even care, honestly. Like I just watch the YouTube videos. He doesn't even try. So it's just, it is what it is right now. It's, it's my, uh, my consuming. So I'm transitioning to starting to think about, you know, the other boys swing and their fundamentals and the, the, baseball coach that I really, really respect and I, I stalk, let's just be honest, um, and listen to everything he says. He was on a podcast and he said, you know what? I know I'm the mechanics guy, but I don't care about mechanics. I care about their mental approach. So if I can get a kid's mental approach to be right, we can always fix the mechanics later. I was like, oh. And it's, that hits us and who we are so perfectly in how we live our lives. We want this thing, this physical thing to be fixed and perfect and it's something we can control. If we just do this this way and I, I mow the grass this way and I keep my house this way and I check off all these boxes this way and we carve this pumpkin this way and we do the, the autumn pictures this way and we do all the things that we're supposed to do to be Facebook famous. But instead, we filled up our schedule with so much things that we're supposed to do that we didn't actually deal with the head, heart issues of our children, of our spouse, of our parents. And so as I think about this and I think about how do we step in even better and love better and bring joy better and and peace better, in in the situation with my, my baseball players, how do I teach them how to deal with the failure of baseball? Because if I can help them do that, I can teach them how to deal with the failure of life. So if I want this crazy baseball addiction to bear the fruit that it's supposed to bear, I gotta start teaching them the life lessons. Mechanics, some they'll get it if they want to get it. But someone's got to be speaking to their life. This is what it looks like to fail. This is what it looks like to overcome failure. And in that, I bring joy and peace, patience, gentleness, and kindness, and self-control into people's lives. For you, whatever that looks like, at your job, where you're like, Jared, I just need a little peace in my job. I just need a little patience in my job. Just ask Yvonne. She needs a lot of these, you know, self, all these things dealing with her boss. Uh, and so uh, there's all these things that we, we deal with, we struggle with. But how do we turn a bad working environment into a good working environment? By cutting away all the, you know, the, the have-tos. I know there, there's all kinds of have-tos. I've had done, not when I was a pastor. Well, actually, sometimes when I was a pastor, I had corporate mandates I had to have. You're like, as a pastor? Yeah, there, there are churches out there. Like, if you don't have this many salvations in a year, you are a failure, and you're going to lose your job. They're, they're out there. That's why Pastor Appreciation Month is really needed sometimes, okay? Um, you guys don't have that mandate on me. Well, maybe you do. I don't know about that stuff. But it's just, sometimes it gets really corporate. I mean, all these corporate ideas of you have to do this, you have to do this. But to keep your sanity, to keep what's really important, really important, are we asking ourselves, what kind of fruit am I bearing? When I have the hard questions of life, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to take that job? Am I supposed to go to this school? Am I supposed to go get this thing? Am I supposed to do this? Do blah, 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 blah. How does it help you bear the fruit of, of the Holy Spirit? Is it going to lead me into a place where I can be more joyful, love better, have more peace, have more patience, show more kindness? Where's it going to take me out of these things? 
Because that's where God is calling, our, calling you, to bear fruit. Yes, there will be seasons of pruning. There will be seasons where you don't bear any fruit. There'll be hard seasons. There'll be long seasons. But it's about being in a season where all of our decisions are how am I going to bear the most fruit that brings the most glory to God? We go through these seasons and they all build on each other, right? So when we think about them, when we, when we, when we step into them, we have to continue to remember who's in charge. Because when I forget who's in charge, I think that I'm the gardener and that God's not the gardener. And so I start pruning things that maybe didn't even need to be pruned. I start pruning things that were actually good, and that's where the, the fruit was going to come in the next season. But I was like, well, I don't need that. Let's chop that off. We didn't slow down enough to say, God, what are the things that I need to prune in my life? But I like that thing. It's my favorite branch. It's my fun branch. Like if I was praying and God really laid on my heart, Jared, you need to get rid of coaching baseball. I like baseball. But I got I to, gotta, who's in charge? Is it Jared? Or is it God? And so if God really lays that on my heart, then I was like, okay, Lord, I'll give you baseball. I will cry a little bit because pruning is painful. But that's what, what, what is needed to go through that. The second thing we do was last week, when we're going through these, these seasons and these processes, we remember who we are. Who are we? I am the vine, you are the branches. That God loves and cares enough about us that he has placed us as his branch. That he has entrusted you and me enough to say, you know what, Missy, you have what it takes to bear the fruit that I want. I'm not going to take charge. I'm not going to do it myself. You have what it takes. Isn't that crazy to think about? But that's who God has chosen each and every one of us. To say, you are my fruit bearers. You are the ones I pick you. And finally, remember why you are doing what you are doing. Why are you doing this stuff? Sometimes it's hard. I know I lived in a farming community for a while when I was first starting out in ministry. And those guys working ridiculous amounts of hours on those tractors, going, 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 going. If you buy Aztec corn flour tortillas, I know where the corn was grown for those things. And those guys work hard. And they are men and women of God too, by the way. So I don't know who the corporation is, but the actual farmers who make that flour, good people. So... But they, they work so hard for that. That is not an one easy one-day thing. So in our American Walmart-driven kind of mentality, folks, this kind of I am the vine, you are the branches thing, it's not instantaneous. It's not microwave fruit. No one wants that anyway. If you take a, buy a sweet potato from Mariano's, and you buy a sweet potato, for, sweet potato from Aldi, you're going to get two totally different products. Sweet potato from Aldi will not be as sweet and you will have to microwave it or cook it about 20 minutes longer to get it soft. You know why? The Aldi one was picked like three weeks before the Mariana one was. Now, I, we shop at Aldi. Thank you, Aldi, for great prices. But if you want a little bit sometimes better produce than that, and that's why uh, Peter Ruby, they buy a lot more local stuff. It's really fresh. It tastes a whole lot better. But it, it goes bad real quick because it was picked just a couple days ago. That's how that works. Right? It's filled with all kinds of m- m- more stuff. 
I can't remember the point of what my story right now, Kelly. It was really good. It was right there and it was boom, it flew away. Come back, point. Come back, point. It's gone. Uh, anyway. That gum. Oh well. Apparently, I needed to work on humility today. Uh, Open up class. What do we think Jared's point was? Oh, that's awesome. That's hilarious. It's a didactic moment. This is a, you know, they teach us in seminary. This is how you're supposed to, to, uh, they don't at all. But yes, what you're doing with your timing, we'll go with timing. That was a good one. Uh, It's like a stand-up routine where the audience participation... The timing of it matters. How long you're on the vine matters. Where you, how long you let it develop, that was it. How long you let it develop. Thank you, Tracy. There you go. She's like, I didn't do it. Uh, yes. How long you let it develop matters. How, how, how sweet the fruit's going to be. How beautiful it's going to be. How even big the fruit's going to be. How great the harvest is. How often do we get so impatient? We're like, oh, we got a blueberry. Let's pick it. You know, our neighbors have black raspberry bushes on the side of their house. And our kids go over there and they're like, yeah, and they take like half the harvest with their kids too. It's, it's a, a corporate cul-de-sac event. And they're eating red black raspberries. Well, that'll set you free, right? Because that stuff, that stuff's so tart and so sweet. And if you just would have waited like four more days, you'd have this beautiful, wonderful pie ready making blackberry, uh, black raspberries ready to go. But instead... Y'all have upset stomachs, and you don't know why, and you've got red and black juices everywhere, and your eyes are watering because you didn't wait for the harvest to be ready. Folks, we've got to wait. We've got to be patient because that fruit's coming, and it's just a season. Maybe it's a pruning season. Maybe it's a watering season. Who knows what it is? It's just a season. Don't miss it. We're all in these moments. We're all in these times. Some of us are in harvest seasons. Some of us are in great seasons. I don't know where you're at in this moment, but it'll pass. At the end of the day, we want to look back at all these different seasons and say, did we bear fruit in these moments? Did we do what God was calling us to do? Did we bring glory to God in it? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for this time. Lord, I ask you to be with us and guide us in all that we, all that we are. Lord, that we would... Bear your fruit. Lord, that our priority list gets changed from the have-tos of life to the get-tos. Did I get to bring kindness into someone's life today? Did I get to bring peace and patience and kindness and joy and love into someone's life? These are the things that matter to you, Lord. May they matter to us. God, I ask you to move in our hearts that we be humble enough to sit at your feet and say, Lord, what do you need to prune? Lord, I don't know if it's activities, habits, things that we love, things that pull us away from you. Some of the things I know you'll ask us to to prune are Things that are actually good things. They're just not the best things. So Lord, we want to remember who is in charge. And it's you, it's not us. We lay our lives at your feet. 
We give you all that we are. And we want to bear your beautiful fruit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you all the days of your life. You are dismissed. Thanks for joining us at church this week. And a special thanks to all those who continue to support our mission through your generosity. You too can support our mission to reach, grow, and serve our community by giving on the website or through the app. To make sure you never miss out on a message, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to hit that share button to spread the word. Have a great week.